0: Uh, Hello, everyone. I'm Max Collins from Eve 6, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. You are now listening to the best show in the universe, The Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it's not. It's The Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show.
1: Without sponsors like Cosmos Art Ceramics, this show just wouldn't exist. So go to the link in the description and get some uh, ceramic pipes. Uh, these are made in LA, unique designs. Ceramic pipes 100% eco-friendly, natural material. All pipes are handmade, reliable, and durable. Ceramic pipes cool smoke better than glass pipes, and this is a great gift for any stoner. Several designs. Uh, they have the cat paw pipe, the frog pipe, um, a bunch I got the astronaut one. So go there right now. Support our sponsor. Support the show. uh them Anthony Senio. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have a huge guest from a, a big band that I, I've, I've seen before and I got, like you've probably heard of. Uh, you have Eve uh, 6 the singer from E6, Max Collins. How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So you've actually seen us live before?
1: Yeah, yeah, in my hometown, actually. Uh, you played a 4th oh. of July festival in O'Fallon, where I'm actually from. Oh shit, that's awesome! That was crazy. Like, when, uh, when
0: when when
1: was this? What what era? You'll remember this as soon as I. T- okay, so uh, it was 2011, and like your guitar player fell on stage. It was raining. It was like fucking pouring down. It was a four- yeah. You, you, I told I met you before and told you that shit. And you laughed. You, you and the drummer laughed at him. I told him, like, watch his step. I was like, I, was like, I looked way different, though. It was like a fucking hell of yeah. a go. But I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, dude, you got to watch your step, man. It like, it's like, like, your guitar player literally, like, fell when he was, like, playing his song. It was like a, one of the session guys you used, though. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like the main guy. Like, but it was like, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Matt. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That shit was funny. Do you that, remember that, that reminds- showdown?
0: I I I don't remember it but it does, it does bring forth another memory of uh when we did a tour with Goldfinger uh who compared to Eve 6 you know in the opinion of the audiences was like a real punk band and so we had to you know uh contend with just a bunch of middle fingers and and animosity Um, during during our set which was funny but uh this one particular night this guy was just flipping me off the entire time I was like you know what fuck this guy uh uh and I like I like I like did a come here thing to him and he walks he walks to the front of of like the audience and uh and I emptied uh, like an entire Heineken on his head (laughs) just the the entire the entire beer i just poured it on his head and then i went back to you know uh my my rock guy uh projecting strength center stage foot on the on the monitor position and immediately slipped on the monitor and ate shit it was like it, it was just it was just one of those kind of kind of perfect instant karma moments that uh that I absolutely deserved.
1: That's great. Well, I, I now we brought up a bunch of negative, like positively, man, your band is fucking cool, man. I like, I like a lot of your songs. You have some like straight up, uh, like just fucking amazing songs, dude. Like, and I, I I'm going to start with like the typical man, like, like inside out, like that fucking song rules. <laughs> like it literally just fucking rules. Thanks, man. man. Like, like legitimately like what, uh, what was like going through your mind when you wrote that song? I, I, sorry, it's a dated question, but I fucking love that song legitimately.
0: Um,
1: well, Like it's kind
0: of a trip because um, I mean, I was I was like 17 when I when I wrote it. And uh, it's it's pretty uh, stream of consciousness, I guess, and pretty adolescent um, in a lot of ways. But I think uh, it's weird because like the source of my angst at that time was like I was in love with this girl my first my first you know uh true love kind of thing high school thing and uh and i found out through a friend that she was cheating on me with this other guy and i i just found out last week that that guy died uh it, it was like this weird just typically high school thing where like he and I were actually close friends in middle school and then he got super into meth, (laughs) and we kind of distanced, uh, we, there was, you know, we, we like kind of stopped being friends. Um, and he just kind of kept going with that stuff. Uh, so yeah, kind of colors the song in a little bit of a strange way at the moment. Um, i don't know i was just a teenager i don't know you know like strumming a guitar in my bedroom at my parents house and trying to sound interesting
1: that flow killed man like i was a fu- and it, it makes sense like i you summed it up well by saying like uh like adolescent stream of consciousness i think that like sums it up well honestly man like but that fucking flow was killer dude like, i mean still is i guess you know but like i mean like, it was just fucking you know what i mean it was just like uh i don't know i saw I like and not like a lot of your songs but that was just like the fucking that's the one that everybody was introduced with you know it's like whenever they first started about your band i imagine i mean no matter what era probably it's just like that's like the first song that hits them probably like and i was just like uh, yeah it was so real i guess is why you could almost feel that like what you said in the song after you explained it like it makes a lot of i mean you kind of can before a little bit too but like it makes a lot of sense and it just it's authentic that's why it felt real and it was crazy you know it was like a
0: yeah we we didn't like know what we were doing at all like as a songwriter i was just completely guileless and didn't really (laughs) consider anything at the time it was like this it was before we had a record deal or anything like that uh so yeah i think that's part of why it worked it's also why it makes people cringe but um you know i sort of have a theory that songs that don't make people at least cringe a little bit, or usually songs people don't really care about that much on, on the whole. I think it can be like, uh, I don't know, it, uh, it gets into that whole guilty pleasure thing. Like, why do, you have to, uh, why do you have to slap the term guilty on it? If you like a thing, let yourself like a thing
1: i'll i'll legit sing that song every time it comes on the radio like it's fast like, it's a fast fucking song my mind's fast i love that shit like, you're like like it's like yes. that's how my processing is but I, I, I like hearing shit like that like it was a uh, and like of course you got a million other the other ones are just more transparent for what they i feel like they're like what the songs are about are more transparent like yours did not i mean a lot of them just make a lot of i mean you're basically just saying what it's about in the song
0: <laughs> like it's
1: yeah like, yeah yeah so it's like uh but you you write some killer shit man like what's your favorite song you've written so far like uh like, i guess like well you, like, like
0: you've been, I feel like I probably have a pretty uh <laughs> predictable answer to that uh you know it's like whenever I'm asked that question, it's always the thing that I've written most recently and that I will probably want to disavow in a couple of years or whatever but um our band released uh on e p like I don't know a few months back and uh it's basically like kind of this sort of roots punk record and that uh, <laughs> that kind of neatly coincided with this like weird online renaissance we've had. So we're doing this thing where we just are sort of leaning into being as confusing as possible. And it's a lot of fun for us. But, uh, but yeah, um, there's a song on that record. The record's called Grim Value called Angel of the Supermarket. That um, it's definitely like the dumbest song on the EP, but it's like I think because it's sort of become people's favorite from the EP, I it's it's kind of my favorite now too. Um, and then we have, have like this, we have uh we're gonna start releasing a song a month in November from what uh was originally gonna be gonna be a full length, but I think we might split it into two. EPs now. And uh, it's it has some of that like, uh, I don't know, I guess like 70s, 80s punk attitude, but it's sort of slowed down. Also, it's got like some psychedelic uh, plotting 60s vibes, too. So, you know, it's hard for me to like with with the first three records, like I wrote them when I was so young, and I have them like neatly compartmentalized in this place where I can like sort of appreciate some of the stuff that's good about them, and all, all, they also totally embarrass me um, with this new stuff. I, I, I'm so far from the, the old stuff that I don't I really identify with it. Um, whereas, whereas this new shit, it feels like of of the moment. It feels Not of the moment in the sense that it sounds like records that are coming out now because it doesn't, but it's, it's urgent. I'm, I'm writing what's going on in my life now. So I'm partial to that stuff as opposed to whatever my great concerns were between the ages of 17 and 23.
1: (laughs) No, that's hilarious man no yeah it was just really well marketed so it's like uh it's like in pop culture now and it's like asking the beatles about like uh like, i want to hold your hand or some shit like asking paul mccarty about that shit now he's like, like i don't know i was a kid you know like like, like yeah, but it's still cool i think like um uh, your band kills man that's yeah hilarious.
0: yeah i mean that's that's some of their best shit uh yeah uh for for sure i mean i i'm a big uh i saw the name of your instagram i don't know if i don't know if you're trolling with that or if you're a <laughs> beatles fan but like uh I'm I'm a big I'm
1: a big like Beatles, not apologist but defender. Uh, big fan. I love the Beatles. No, I legitimately do, man. They're a great band. I I think more bands should rip them off. I think I think <laughs> like you know like, like you had a, you had a couple rip offs, but I mean I think like um, I I don't know the Beatles like did it right somehow, man. They did like, but they also like disbanded and stuff. It's like if like I don't think like of any band like just banded like in their success, you know. So just, so it's like this legacy thing. I guess they're one of the first too. I guess you know. So it's like they had a lot of things going for them. Like if. Uh, no, no.
0: And that's like that's so good. I feel like perfect, yeah. I feel like any band that reaches that level of of like super stardom and just complete global saturation is better off just calling it uh, early on. Like if the Foo Fighters had broke up after releasing like Monkey Wrench or whatever, I, I, I would like.
1: I'd enjoy the I food Fighters. That.
0: No, but it's like it's no, you're right, of, you though. start to feel like you're being like, uh, you know, I don't know, accosted by
1: by PR um
0: a certain point.
1: Like, you're supposed to like them. You're like you're like just supposed to like them, no matter what they release. Like it's like that. I mean, and you're right, man. Like, if, had they disbanded, like you probably, they would be legends, probably. And he, he still is for being in Nirvana. I guess is what he, I, I, it's what easy ride I thing to write off of. But, like the music. I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole or thing. Like, like it sucks. But, like it's really bad. You know, it's like really bland bullshit. The same last four albums have been the same. You know, but it's like what you're supposed. Yeah, to like, yeah, yeah. I,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but at the same time, I do like. Uh whenever i you know it's sort of like the bit of like the eve six twitter is i talk a lot of shit about bands that are objectively more successful and usually better than my band that's sort of like the premise so it's like there's this very uh conscious uh centering of myself in the in the critiques but in the background of that, you know, I have I really do have like tremendous respect for anyone who's dumb enough to commit themselves to rock and roll and 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 do it, let alone let alone have success doing it. So uh, but yeah, I, I've never I've never personally gotten uh, the Foo Fighters aside from a couple songs. Monkey, Monkey Wrench was a was a, an unequivocal banger.
1: Yeah, I'd say That's up until uh, up until that like learn to fly album, or whatever the fuck that was, like that, like they they were pretty good. They, they had a couple of good, uh, yeah, a couple of good songs and shit. He, he basically yeah. had a, a Seattle All Star band, though. I mean, yeah, like he pretty much like I mean, he had so many real estate. He had fucking like I mean, he had like so many members of bands that were just fucking killed. I mean, how could it not fucking be awesome? It's like a Seattle yeah. All Star band, really, like just, like the Grunge All Star band, really, you know? So it's like uh, yeah, totally. But I mean, yeah, I know. The- and then the guy
0: from No Use for a Name.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like whatever Pat Smear was, Pat Smear was like a member of Nirvana when Kurt was too fucked up.
0: <laughs> oh shit, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah,
1: like he just, he's, Kurt Cobain just like propped up against a chair and Pat Smear's playing guitar for like fucking, fucking unplugged. Like it's crazy. Those guys look like kids now. Like it's weird. It's weird seeing Nirvana as a, in a, as an older person. Like I'm like 35 now, and like they, they seem a lot dumber than when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, I like loved Nirvana. I was, I, was, I was like man that fucking they're crazy man they fucking blah you know and then like i'm like 35 and i'm still so bad for him i'm like that kid got way too fucked up <laughs> like, you mean, yeah like-
0: yeah it's like it's a weird thing that happens it's a similar thing to like when your parents like become demystified to you and you realize that that's true no they're actually just clueless people doing their best to kind of like bumble through life um Uh, with varying degrees of success and misfortune it's like a similar thing with bands and like because music is such a strange magic that it's like the the temptation to endow these people with uh you know i don't know uh big brains and infallibility is kind of strong but uh i mean they're all dumbasses i mean i feel like (laughs) i feel like the best the best rockers are. Kind of dumb because it's like I don't know. I- intellect gets in the way of instinct more often than not. So when you got people trying to be too clever and stuff, at least for my sensibility, it tends to work less well. There are some exceptions.
1: Yeah, you seem like a you seem like a poet that plays guitar like that. You seem like a word man more so, like, and that's why you're like singing. In my opinion, is that is that would that be true? You think like more like you're more focused on words or music or what? How do you write? I guess.
0: Well uh i um like these days i i I put more emphasis on kind of like the scan of the words the the kind of rhythm the kind of rhythm where syllables fall um and and melody and then i not that i don't care about the words but um The words kind of come second for the most part um i used to start songs more often with with like a lyric or something like that uh but i do love words and playing with them and getting getting them to a place where like they feel good and right even if i'm not sure what i'm talking about that that's usually those are usually the songs i'm like most satisfied with and strangely the songs that seem to like resonate with people are the ones that don't really like completely serve you up with something but kind of like i don't know I, as a fan i'm that way too i like songs that kind of confuse me lyrically it's like the, you have that like uh dream waking dream experience Simulated, and I I find that more interesting than like this song is about this, <laughs>
1: uh yeah. But maybe that's just the Gen X in me or something. No, you, but like, that's weird because like the way you talk, I would guess you you focus on words the most because like you seem like you seem like well spoken for for uh, for a '90s musician. <laughs> like you mean like, not to be you know <laughs> mean, like, like, like <laughs> you, anybody else that came out around your time is not as well spoken. I mean like I feel like. Like, so I, I would have thought that you would have um, I would have thought you would focus on words more I don't know why I, would have, I, I misread No, you, I,
0: I mean I, I do focus on words, but I like the play of like phonetics and the way they sound, I guess at least when it comes to songs that takes precedence over what the actual content is uh, but yeah I mean, I, I as a kid like I grew up without television. My parents didn't allow it. I was raised pretty religious. And uh but I was, you know, I could read whatever I wanted. So I, I read a whole lot of books as a kid. And uh and then when when the band broke up, um or hiatus in oh three and I had like a lot of money and nothing to do, I uh that's like all I did really was like i i would just pick these like massive fucking tomes and chain smoke and and read uh and so i feel like in spite of myself like uh you know the 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 king's english smuggles its its way into my lexicon even though i'm actually
1: a dumbass (laughs) No, I think we all... That's the secret is everybody's a dumbass, really, though. Or is it the
0: Queens? The Kings or the Queens English? Both. You go with
1: both. <laughs> you seem like a dude who's been retired for a second. Like, like, you seem, like, super chill. Like, you don't have to be anywhere. Like, fuck. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of the vibe. Uh, that's the vibe. Like, uh... Is, it, is that... you just been, like, fucking chilling? Are you... What do you... You still doing shows? Or, like, what do you guys do? Like...
0: Yeah. Um... Well, we're kind of doing this, uh we're kind of like doing the band again in this sort of strange like 2.0 version of it uh and we we were going to do a tour we we trolled our way onto this hardcore festival called Fest or the Fest in Florida mm-hmm. and um my thinking for that was like i don't know i i thought it would be just really fun uh uh performance art to like do a tour with a band um, like Lamb of God or something like like a band whose audience would like uh, put their loathing of us into action and it would be like this
1: they'd never admit
0: this play so that, that was sort of where my mind started to go and then I forget how the fest came on my radar but it's like this DIY punk and hardcore festival and I basically just started uh, going down. On
1: Sunday, October 24th, from 12 to 4, The Selfie Room in St. Louis will be partnering with Exotic Arc to bring you Snake Day. You'll be able to pose with live animals from ball pythons, boa constrictors, geckos, and if you're brave enough, tarantulas. Slots will be limited, so make reservations online at theselfieroom.com. Get fierce or spooky photos during this unique event. Hope to see no, you. I,
0: We wound up trolling our way onto a punk and hardcore festival called The Fest in Florida in late October. We were going to do a two week run starting here in California, heading out to Fest, but we decided not to because we see too many bands playing clubs having to cancel. <clears throat> and uh, we just can't really afford to do that. So we're going to wait to do real touring until... The new year but we have fest on the books we have a new song coming out in november and i have a very strange we have a very strange collaboration uh coming out in a few weeks that i can't talk about other than to say it's extremely strange and uh <laughs> and i'm looking for looking forward to it um but yeah I mean, I think you're kind of right in my characterization in your characterization that i sort of um uh I, I i don't know I was never good at being like uh like a hustler or schmoozer. I don't particularly like working. I love making music, but a lot of the stuff that goes along with that I'm not crazy about, which I'm sure hurt the prospects of the band along the way but um i uh, i think i found a way to kind of put some of those character defects to work for me in this moment which which feels good um yeah we're basically just making like rock with like really loud guitar that that we want to make and talking shit online and uh, once we're able to there'll be a touring component to the band um but yeah other than that and being like a parent that's like my life
1: that's awesome man like uh so you posted on your uh, you had on your instagram the other day like uh like you went to jail with the guy from slipknot like what's what was that story like I, I oh yeah we,
0: the- we didn't actually go to the same jail i don't know where he got arrested but uh we ha- we just happened to get arrested on like the same weekend, and Rolling uh-huh. Stone <laughs> Rolling Stone ran like a thing a uh, little story about it, and <laughs> and the, the headline was Eve Six comma Slipknot busted, which is just a really funny headline. Uh, so yeah, Slipknot was trending because Machine Gun Kelly had his had his like you know sad little attempt at like a diss or whatever um the other day so i decided to kind of use the algorithm for that and <laughs> and and did a pretty lengthy just defense of slipknot as being great and then uh posted a picture of the magazine article that said eve six slipknot busted and said i'll always defend Slipknot because me and their bass player spent the same weekend in jail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It's one of those absurd little, little uh, moments that I guess you kind of like uh, accrue when you're in a band <laughs> that tours or something.
1: That's funny, man. That's funny, man. Like, uh, so do you think Machine Good Kelly sucks, or like, what? Uh, what are your opinion yeah. on? Like musically, not as a person. Like he seems like a vapid person. Like, well, well musically, like, kind of sucks, right?
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i like uh if his music appealed to me he probably wouldn't be doing very well so like that's off to him
1: yeah he's still uh, I, I respect his success yeah just not the talent you know it's, it's like it's, it's like I, I could respect like hannah montana for selling a shit on of records to fucking idiots but but it's not like uh, you know what I mean but it's not like talented you know? it's, it, i feel like he's just like uh i don't know he's not music fucking most of these people suck right now it's weird i don't know how to describe it most of these people suck. yeah right
0: yeah yeah uh to agree of course they're they're like you know there's a lot of good there's a lot of good rock being made now also but uh it just doesn't doesn't tend to like do as well as whatever machine gun kelly whatever you call call that um yeah i think the thing that i was criticizing is like if you're gonna take on sort of the mantle of like uh brash tell it like it is noel gallagher-esque rock star like you should play rock and roll because it, it, it i don't know it just it doesn't really land coming from like whatever he does like repurposed blink 182 melodies over drum loops it, 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 there's a there's a dissonance there um, and you just can't come at Slipknot like literally one of the heaviest bands that ever was uh, you know, you know, I, I realize the hypocrisy that I'm in the middle of right now because that's like what I do all the time but um, I hopefully imbue my shit talking with a little more self-awareness
1: you know, I think uh, I think it's just like what you're saying about the algorithm, like putting yourself in the Slipknot thing at the same time. I think he's just marketing, and then that, but that's all he is is marketing. And like he's not like I mean, it's good to have marketing. Don't get me wrong, but that's if that's all it is, it fucking sucks. It's like it's like reality television pop star. It's just boring and it fucking sucks. Like, like I mean, it just doesn't. it's just like from my perspective, you know, I'm not trying to fucking like make anybody fucking quote you for saying, but I'm saying like it just fucking it's, it's fucking terrible. It really is, and like uh, like, like I don't know, it just
0: like, yeah. It just, like i know what i know what you mean i just you know i it's i just think it's important to remember like yeah it's terrible to us um like there i i don't doubt that there are millions of people who are putting machine gun kelly records on and like legitimately enjoying them like i'm i'm uh you know i'm probably just too old for it you know um but yeah, I, pro-
1: I probably would have made fun of it in my twenties too. I think. I'm Yeah, you know what? I, mean? like yeah, you know I, I would too. I would. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what I mean. It's I just no, like he, has, he has a chance. To like, like he has, he has a chance to do something, and it just sucks. You know, it's just like, it's like I don't know. It's just not. It's just like fucking. It's like pop art bullshit. You know, I like pop art, but it's, just, it's not the not that sucks. You know,
0: <laughs> it's just like
1: yeah. You know, I, I don't know. How to you gotta have it.
0: the art component.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just pop. Instead, you're right. Yeah, no, it's I, clarifies who's who's like one of your favorite musicians like who who made you pick up a guitar and fucking be like i'm gonna start a rock band like fuck being a dentist wherever the fuck you know what was that moment for you man like what is there an artist that did that or like what kind of inspired you or both like
0: yeah no i mean it was it was unquestionably tom petty and it was very specifically hearing running down a dream on the radio when i was eight or nine um and I just remembered the moment completely clearly. I was like in the back of my parents' uh, Pontiac station wagon. It was nighttime. That song came on the radio and, and I was like just transfixed. It, it, it really was like having a spell cast on me or something. I was just like, what is this strange magic that's like, just putting me in another place. Um, and Tom Petty has probably been like the most consistent through line for me since I was a very little kid. Uh, like funnily enough, not the heartbreakers records, but the solo records, uh, full moon fever, um, and, and wildflowers, I guess most notably, but, uh, yeah, so it was definitely Tom Petty got me in the beginning, and that's what started like all my allowance money going to buying cassettes and stuff like that. And then uh, I discovered punk rock at a uh, skateboarding camp. That's right, there's a thing out here in California in Visalia. Um, they probably have more of them now, um, where like you go for two weeks and it was like a summer camp, but it was for skateboarding and they would have a different protein come for each session and uh anyway i went to that and it was really cool and i got turned on there to punk rock and that's what started my complete obsession with what was still at that time a subculture um and from there i discovered like more avant-garde noisier stuff but like um the k records catalog and the pixies and stuff like that um and that was around the time that i started like playing in little bands and writing music so i i I, the like the inspiration behind those first three eve six records even though it's not really apparent is both like radio rock that i was listening to and not telling my friends that i was and uh kind of more underground stuff, which uh I think in some ways got in through the lyrics, but um uh yeah, I mean people are always shocked when I tell them the bands that I was actually listening to when we made those first three records. And uh these days it's like I I there are like a couple new bands that I think are really good. Um but I do listen to a lot of just, like, listen to a lot of Beatles, still listen to a lot of Petty, <clears throat> still listen to Screeching Weasel and some of, like, the dumber punk stuff. There's a new band called Sleaford Mods that I'm obsessed with. Uh, hopefully I didn't lose you there. No. You still tough. got me? Yes, okay. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, I like seeing where that comes from. That's cool. Yeah. Tom Petty was interesting. Cause so I think like Bob Dylan produced him under his real name, like Robert Zimmerman, like uh, a lot of the albums say production by Robert Zimmerman. They sound a lot. They sound very similar too. So I almost wonder if like Bob Dylan like found that guy and like, like sold him or what I, you may understand. I don't understand the connection, but I see it on albums and credits. It's weird.
0: Yeah. The, the, um, I, I really love his, his, the Jeff Lynn productions of Tom Petty, which are, squeaky clean and like a lot of people don't like them but I think they're great and and I think the Rick Rubin record is great. And I mean he did traveling Wilberries with Bob Dylan and Harrison. Roy Orbison and uh who
1: George Harrison and like, George uh,
0: Harrison, yeah yeah.
1: Um yeah I love I love all that shit. No he did a cool th- yeah he yeah his time man like uh my, my friend uh, Mandy worked at, uh, she was like an assistant to the VP at uh, Warner Brothers, and she told me that like uh, Tom Petty was the only artist allowed to smoke in there. <laughs> okay. Like you just walk around smoking his cigarette, and no one would tell him it was Tom Petty. There's yeah, like, that's fucking awesome. Dude, yeah. I, I think that's where we all aspire to be. It's like, is, is like for enough people to believe our bullshit, where we smoke wherever we want.
0: You're, yeah, completely. That reminds me of <laughs> a, a story.
1: Uh, and I, I should probably
0: run and like, Two, two minutes i like of course fucking double booked this with like a studio session but like
1: <laughs> oh, for uh, sure,
0: yeah. but um we did a tour with <laughs> with uncle cracker a few years ago and he's a detroit guy and uh and so he had like a bunch of bob seger stories and he told us that like bob seger would just straight up after smoking had become very much illegal on airplanes would just fucking continue to smoke on airplanes and, <laughs> and his, his tour manager would just be ready when the flight landed with like a check. Cause I guess at that time, you know, I don't know, maybe they weren't throwing people in jail for doing it or something, but <clears throat> he would just write like a check for several thousand dollars and and hand it to like the flight attendant or the pilot or whatever as they as they walked off the plane and bob seeger would just smoke on airplanes with impunity
1: that's hilarious that's baller yeah. man well yeah look uh well you want to throw out any like uh, what should people look up right now i like i uh, with like a like a say like a, fan, a big fan would be listening right now probably too and then some people that maybe not uh not familiar with music either what, what should uh, people look up for your um for you or your bands or anything are you giving anything you're doing
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow um, Eve6 on Twitter at Eve6. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild over there. It's pretty psychedelic. Um, we have a, that new EP called Grim Value. You can check it out um, in all the you know, likely places. And we have new music coming out in November. And, uh, and yeah, that's about it. And thank you so much for
1: reaching out and having me on. Dude, I appreciate, I appreciate you slumming it and coming on here, man. Like, uh, you, you shouldn't have done this, like I tell everybody. Like, you're too big for this. But uh, Oh, dude, that's not true <laughs> at
0: all. I, oh,
1: no, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Thanks to Washer, you will always taste your flour and turps the way they're meant to taste, instead of tar buildup and mold. Adding iso-alcohol into your bong is optional, but highly recommended. Toothpicks, Q-tips, and pipe cleaners are also handy tools to have around when needed. For smaller pieces, put some iso-alcohol into a smaller container or baggie, and put your pieces into that, and then place that into the bowl of warm water along with Wave Washer. Wave Washer makes cleanup so easy, and all your 420 pieces will be clean again, like brand new. Because it's so easy and fast, you can use it daily. Keep your glass clean consistently, easily, for you and your friends and family with Wave Washer. Elevate your ritual.